Welcome to the Not So Average Podcast. My name is Courtney and I built this podcast to deconstruct traditional advice and the idea of living an average life to inspire you to step into your power and be the creator of your own life. If you're also viewing living an average life as very boring and you're looking to upgrade your mind, body, and soul, then you're in the right place. I'm so glad to have you here. Subscribe to hear new episodes every Wednesday on all streaming platforms. And let's jump into the episode. All right, we're doing it. First episode of the Not So Average. Holy shit, guys. Welcome to 2023. New year, new podcast. If you're not familiar with me, I'm really thankful that you're here. And if you're coming from my previous podcast, For What For Who, which was previously Strategic Slut, I can't thank you enough for sticking through these last three years of podcasting with me. And now there's more to come, which is super exciting. Sometimes you need to take a break to decide if you really want to pursue something. And the last couple of months of my life have determined that the not so average needs to be larger than just my Instagram handle. And that's where we're, that's why we're here. That's what inspired building this new podcast and feeling like I'm doing it quote unquote, right this time. Because when I started podcasting previously, I was like, I think 19 or 20, I must've been 20 years old. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I just had this idea, but it didn't have a fully executed concept. And so taking from those experiences, I'm so excited to bring you an entire new show with so much more intentional reasons behind the episodes, the show notes, all of the things. So buckle up for just a better podcast experience. And I'm so excited. Like I'm almost forget how to podcast, but whether you're new to me or not, I'm going to just quickly introduce myself as it's the first episode. So my name is Courtney. I have been a podcaster for three years. This is my new baby. I'm a confidence and mindset coach, podcast host. I've worked in multiple different industries that have definitely influenced my outlook on the world and business and what has inspired this podcast. Definitely would I self-identify as a self-development junkie since a very young age. I love pop culture And at my core, I just believe that we are meant to do and be so much more beyond what we are typically told. And what lights me up is reminding people of what they're capable of and helping them get unstuck to live a life beyond what they thought was possible. I feel like that is my number one passion in life and what drives me. And it's been a consistent trend in my life up until this point, and I'm finally just realizing it, and that's why I'm so excited to finally be building this today. And so today I kind of want to share the inspiration between what caused me to leave my previous podcast, what encouraged me to build this one, and kind of just how I got here overall. I think it'll set the tone for what to expect in the next 
coming weeks of episodes and you know every Wednesday you're going to get a new one and so it won't be such housekeeping details about who I am but I feel like podcasting is such a intimate and personal experience because I'm literally in your ears right now you might be driving or walking or cleaning your house, doing the dishes, maybe you're putting your makeup on for work, whatever it may be. And the fact that I get to fill your time and keep you from being bored while you're doing the things that maybe you don't want to do means a lot. And it's something that I consume a lot of. I am constantly listening to podcasts. They have truly changed my life in so many ways. And so I hope that this show gets to be one of those ones that you turn to that also bring you so much value and entertainment the way that other podcasts have brought me. That's my absolute dream. And so I kind of want to share like a little bit of my self-development journey because it really is what has gotten me to building not only the podcast, but the brand of the not so average. And so I guess I will just start from like at a young age. I was born in Michigan in the US and I have dual citizenship in US and Canada. My parents were living there for work and I moved back to Canada when I was like seven. And from a young age, that kind of put things in a weird place for me because I was then switching schools. I had to make new friends. I wasn't happy with their decision at the time. I was so upset if you think of just a seven-year-old and I feel like I was kind of popular in kindergarten. So to go to this new elementary school was so scary. Now this all matters because a lot of how we end up as adults comes from our childhood, right? And so when I switched schools, I went into first grade in Ontario. And from the get, I experienced a lot of bullying and struggled to make friends and really had a hard time finding my self-confidence as a young girl. I definitely remember the years of being in those awkward stages and starting to gain some weight and having horrible relationship with my body. I had very low self-esteem and because I was being made fun of and wasn't super liked in school, it really caused me to find my way as a kid of like, finally reaching that point of fuck this I'm gonna do something about it and so I started to find my voice which is so ironic and funny now to reflect back on and I was actually just recently talking to my mom about this because I did reach this point in school where I found my voice and I would kind of give the taste of their own medicine to the people who are being mean to me. And so a lot of the teachers in my school wouldn't really believe that I was being bullied because I was kind of giving it right back, even though I wasn't going out of my way to necessarily bully someone. Like if someone was coming at me, I was teaching myself to stand up for myself. And of course, 
I don't remember too many of the details, but I know there was a point where I found my own. And so my parents, even though they were concerned about my relationship to myself and my self-esteem, they could see that I was already starting to learn how to kind of take care of myself and stand up for myself, which I think is what led me to then seeking health and fitness, Um, not only knowing that growing up in the early 2000s, the kind of context around dieting and weight loss was really intense. The messaging on in magazines, TV shows, all of the things, if you've done a deep dive, you know, or if you experience it yourself, you're nodding your head like, yep, that's why, you know, so many issues have come out of it. But I grew up watching America's Next Top Model and all of the different shows where women's bodies were completely ripped to shreds and ridiculed. We were fed that certain celebrities were quote-unquote fat or overweight based on being a size, whatever, six or eight. Like It was really crazy time to grow up when you think about it reflecting. And I got into a fitness journey, and that's kind of what kickstarted, I think, my self-development journey. Even though it didn't come from a place of love, it actually came from a severe and desperate desire to not only be accepted by my peers, but to maybe find comfort within myself because I was so deeply unhappy with myself. And so I got into working out and I was seeing the results. I was obsessed with calorie counting. I feel like I was way too young to be counting my calories and I don't remember what year my fitness pal came out, but I feel like I was already using it once it came out and I had to be very young. So it really set the tone for how I knew I could control kind of the outcome of what I wanted to do, but it was in a place of a lot of negativity and I lacked so much self-love. So I'm kind of painting this picture because things have changed and shifted so much over the years. And when I speak to the audience in this podcast, a lot of times I'm speaking to the younger girl who needed to hear these messages because I like wish I had that. I'm the oldest sister. Um, I'm the oldest child. So I think having that kind of context to work around you know we they say that you can become what you yourself as a child needed and I think that's something that really drives me but moving along I basically got down this like very disordered eating obsessed with working out and doing the Jillian Michaels workouts in my living room which I love Jillian Michaels. I think she's a really interesting fitness icon, but my relationship to all of these things definitely were not healthy. But it gave me this sense of confidence through my body. And I would say confidence in quotes because it was definitely a false sense of it in the sense that I was really searching through 
approval from everyone through the desire to be thin. So I wouldn't necessarily ever describe that as being confident and, you know, loving myself. But at the time, it gave me a sense of that, a taste of it, if you will. And I remember being at a place where I would cry if I didn't have any calories left over in my day because I was still hungry. And if you think of how sad that can be for a really young girl to experience, it definitely created a disconnect between me and like my soul and mind versus my body. And that I think required a lot of healing along over the next years of my life, like the next decade of my life, to start to repair some of that some of that disconnect. But I was obsessed with working out. I started to consume more self-development books. I had a mentor who I met through um, my mom and my mom was actually working for her and then I ended up starting to babysit for her and she was a huge and still to this day is a pivotal expander in my life because she showed me what was possible and not only like what you could build as a business but how you can be as a person and her mindset was so incredible she's one of the most positive people and she lights up a room and the way that she was so charismatic and I never heard her speak in what I can now verbalize as like victim mindset. She was always a problem solver and she always had this like ability to just quickly pivot to plan B if something wasn't going her way. And I really admired that. And so she was a huge inspiration to me at a young age and she still is to this day I can't thank her enough for what she's been able to teach me over the years but I really started to lean into self-development books and I was already kind of into it in terms of listening to a lot of Oprah shows uh, with my mom I would watch that all the time and so you would get exposure to authors and thought leaders from those kinds of shows. But also, I would say, on my own account, just wanting to almost understand things. I was always very curious at a young age. Like I had that total sense of why is something the way that it is? And I feel like some kids, especially during that time, were told to stop questioning things. Like it just is the way it is. Like stop being almost annoying, especially in school, if you were like that. But for me, it came from such a deep level of curiosity about the world. And still to this day, I remain curious and remain a constant learner. But this started really young. And so I started picking up like Tony Robbins books and health books and different things. And I remember my mom took me to this like dove confidence conference thing that was trying to teach young women to be more accepting of their bodies. And I was really trying to find this sense of confidence at a young age and was so inspired by successful people. And at a young age, I was very curious on what 
it took to become successful. Now, my version of success has definitely changed and my definition of it has completely evolved as I've gotten older. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. If you think of what you thought was success when you were like 16 versus when you're 25 can be a different story. But I just was so invested in figuring out what are the key principles because I was seeing, I I kind of picked up on this idea at a young age that the people who are successful still had to struggle and find their way, but the biggest thing seemed to be that they just never gave up. And so I started to really lean into that because I'm like, okay, well, if they weren't just magically born to be this extremely special person and better than the rest of us, then why can't we all reach a level of quote unquote success or, you know, manifest our biggest desires. That was something that really made me kind of curious at a young age. So I kept leaning into that. And over the years, I've attended, you know, the three-day full immersion Tony Robbins experience. I've invested in so many different workshops and courses. I'm constantly reading books. And I would say six or seven years ago, I started to listen to podcasts and fell in love with those. Started listening to audiobooks when life got busy and I became a university student while working two to three jobs at a time. My time to sit down and read started to become limited. So I would just listen to podcasts and audiobooks because it was the most efficient way to still download information without having to sit and give my full attention the way that I would if I was reading a book due to the time and circumstances in my life in that moment. If you know what it's like to be a university student, you get it. Especially I took courses that were very theory and essay based. So I was doing a lot of readings and a lot of essays of writing. So I just was tapped out reading, but I still pursued getting the information and how I could, and I was obsessed. And I've over time realized that your mind is can be your best friend or your biggest enemy. And that those mindset shifts and starting to think differently was some of the biggest game changers I could experience. And there were definitely things along the way that helped me get there. And that is a lot of what this podcast and future episodes are going to cover. But I would say that learning to change my mindset and really like take accountability for the control I have over my life were some of the most pivotal lessons to learn because so many of us can go through life and live in a victim mentality of you know, why is this happening to me? I always have bad luck. Nothing ever works out for me. I'm never going to be able to do X, Y, Z. And that kind of thought process and those really embedded beliefs can completely determine what the outcome is. And I realized that that didn't serve me. And so much of it is from how we're raised and what their parents fed them when they were growing up. Like it's so generational and so 
something that we're not even aware of often, especially if you think of older generations, you have to give them grace because they didn't have the access to information like we do. They weren't able to just throw on a super inspirational podcast from Jay Shetty or Lewis Howes or Joe Dispenza and just magically learn how to completely shift their life just from their mindset, right? They had to go to libraries and find books. And if you didn't know this was out there, you probably wouldn't be going or looking for it. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like the older generations, they had to be exposed to it to ever lean into it further. And so we are so lucky to have this access of information. But the double side of that is even what to listen to and how much we can get crowded by the noise of it all. And so my goal with this podcast, as well as to kind of trim the fat and give you what I've learned over Oh, you know, 10 plus years of a self-development journey so that you can take the tidbits and not spend 10 plus years learning what I have had to learn. When I say that I started taking accountability for my life, I really had to struggle to get there. And I don't want to ever discredit that or skim over it because I think it's really difficult for people who haven't really leaned into maybe some of these practices and thought like like mindset shifts I think it can be really deterring because it's like okay so change your mindset and suddenly you're magically your life just magically shifted and all is well no 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 it's not pretty behind the scenes right the reason people make massive massive changes in their lives is typically because they're having enough of their own bullshit and they get tired of it and they say, I can't do this anymore. And they find a new way of being. And to me, those are the most incredible people because they have recognized that something's not serving for them. And they've decided that they deserve better. Even if they're not feeling worthy of it, they've known and recognized that there's got to be a different way. And even if they don't know what that looks like yet, they're willing to go on the journey to figure out how. I think that's extremely an admirable quality to have because if you think of the way that all of this work impacts us as beings, like imagine you start living a life that you're happy in, you have a career that is lit up with passion and you are able to make money from doing something that you love and that you don't drag your feet to every single day. You feel good in your body. You're healthy. Not only would you be feeling better and therefore just being able to show up differently in the world, but you get to live longer. You get to serve more people. And the way that I view this self-love and self-development and confidence is you take care of yourself and then you can take care of others. And if we all did that in the world, imagine what our world would look like, right? I think some of the scariest and nastiest things in our world come from such a deep level of hatred and disconnection. And I don't want to sound too woo-woo. And of course, There are things that you can't ignore in this world, but I truly believe that this power has 
or the, sorry, this work has the power to completely shift the world. And even if just a sliver of the people who are on this planet leaned into it, one by one, it could create a complete ripple effect. Because I know that when I was in a low, low place in my life, dealing with lots of mental health issues, really like coming from a dark place of lack of self-worth and depression, not understanding what the purpose is and not really wanting to find out what the purpose was, not seeing the light, feeling like that I didn't care if I lived another day. That's a really scary thing and it's really vulnerable for me to admit. But being able to get out of that, I realized that when I was in that space, I was miserable and I was a lot more mean to people. I probably can reflect on things that I'm not proud of when I was in that space because when we are in lower frequencies in our lives, how are we supposed to pour from an empty cup, right? Like we can't. And so I think that taking care of yourself in these ways and leaning in to becoming the not only the best version of yourself, but really working on the core beliefs of what you are worthy of and how you want to live, I think it builds momentum. And the moment we feel that momentum, we keep going. Like, imagine living a life beyond what you thought was possible. And that ripple effect of seeing people around you do that, well, shit, that's inspiring. (laughs) It's so inspiring. So I look at that time in my life, and of course, shit's always going to happen. Life is not rainbows and butterflies all the time, but it's part of the experience. And I know that being able to work on myself and my mindset and who I am at my core, my relationship to myself, I show up differently when shit hits the fan and when things don't feel like they're going my way and being able to get through it maybe in a way that feels slightly lighter than what it would have previously. And so that's something I'm really proud of. And that's something that I hope to share continuously throughout these episodes because I have been there and it's a really scary place to find yourself. And I think we as humans are more alike than we are different. And so to find that commonality of what we're scared of, you know, fear can drive so much of our emotions and our brain and our actions. If we can start to eliminate some of that fear and replace it with other positive things, like imagine what would be possible. And being able to just be an influence in just the people you meet around you, you know, the guy who opens the door for you at the coffee shop, the barista who makes your coffee, the Uber driver who takes you from point A to point B, just being able to go through the world being a little bit lighter helps us get through the shit that we can't avoid because the world's crazy, right? (laughs) 
as beautiful as this life is, we can't deny how challenging the human experience can be. So moving along from talking about some deep shit, I want to share how the not-so-average was born because it is all embedded in this journey, funny enough. And so when I was in university, I was going through the dark time that I'm really talking about. Um, Second year of university, I hit a wall of just absolute despair. I had lost my grandma. I was really struggling with money and being a student and working two to three jobs at a time while being a full-time student. And my nervous system was so out of whack. I didn't know it at the time, but I had such levels of anxiety and I couldn't sleep. I was essentially dealing with insomnia. I was never clinically diagnosed with it, but I think when I say that, you can kind of get what I mean. And I was just really, I sometimes look back and I'm like, how did I get through that? Because I was just in such a high, like driven energy. Like I was so activated all the time. Like, you know, when people say they see red, I was kind of in that same boat of I was seeing red all the time. The minute that a pen would drop, I would just lose it. I would either be angry or I'd be bawling, crying. Like I was just so easily affected and would break down so quickly. And that was the worst feeling. I I could not handle anything. And when I look back, like there was stuff going on, but I think it was more of a compound effect. If I had addressed each problem in a singular fashion, maybe it wouldn't have felt so overwhelming, but dealing with everything all at once, all the time felt truly impossible. Now, I know that to be very different now, but in that time, it encouraged me to go to therapy. And I'd been to therapy as a kid a couple times, but this was a real turning point for me. And so I started to see a therapist. And what this did for me was not only give me some tools for my own mental health and navigate some of those life challenges, but I was able to kind of bridge the gap between like self-development learnings and then this kind of mental health and like therapy context and kind of bridge those two to understand why we are the way we are, what is the psychology around it, and like how can we get through it. And so it was really interesting because I remember asking my therapist, so we know what makes us feel good. Like, you know, I know when I do X, Y, Z, I feel great. So why the hell do we stop doing it? And it was something that like kind of blew my mind once I came to this questioning because I'm like, what the hell? We're all like this. And I'm looking at people who are older than me and they seem to know what serves them and know what to do or like what they should be doing, but then they don't. And what I was kind of describing was self-sabotage and procrastination. But at the time I couldn't really identify it. I just could not understand why we keep almost quote unquote falling off. And once I like kind of bridged those two gaps and then later got into more spiritual stuff and manifesting, 
I started to really have these light bulb moments over the years of why that is. And one thing that this therapist said to me that just always stuck with me, and he's not the reason for this podcast, but I guess he was inspiring me at a time where I needed it. He shared with me, he said, Courtney, I work with so many young adults and you're not cut from the average cloth is what he said. He said, you are beyond your years in what a lot of people are thinking about, how they are taking accountability for their lives and how they are working. And he shared that my work ethic and the way that I was thinking about the world and my drive for being and living an incredible life, he just said that that wasn't something that he, like, on the average hears. And so I really took that and ran with it because it was something I think I really needed to hear to feel like I was special and unique because I maybe have always felt a bit more on, like, the black sheep side of things just because... I was always a little bit more connected to people like older than me. I kind of feel like I grew out of phases a little bit quicker than, you know, maybe like the average person. And I don't say that to like boost my ego. It was just how my experience was. And it made me always feel different than the masses, I guess is what I could describe it as. And I don't want that to ever seem like I'm better than don't get it twisted. It was just that experience and it always felt like I couldn't belong because of it. And so, I don't know, something prompted me at the age of like 18, 19 to change my Instagram handle to the not so average betch. I don't know why I said betch. I feel like it was probably in a phase of just wanting to be a little bit controversial, I guess. Because I couldn't put bitch in the title, but betch is fine. Just like, you know, in Mean Girls, they say fetch. Betch with an E. That's fine. So that's what I did. And I feel like Betch's media actually came out around that time too, I feel. So it could have been inspired, not even like acknowledging it either. But my handle has always been that, the not-so-average betch, since I was probably 18. And what I realized over the years is that my biggest fear in life is being and living an average life. And if you think of, okay, so what is average? I'm speaking from a North American context, so Canada and the US, and the average person is unhappy, unmotivated, low energy, broke, not happy in their career, not feeling fulfilled in their relationships, confused by sexual encounterings, confused by what their purpose is, feeling disconnected from relationships, friendships, and not understanding what their point, what the point is. A lot of people are drinking a lot, spending a lot of money on shit that they don't even like or don't even want and are doing things for reasons that are external to themselves. And I don't want that. There are so many 
people, and I don't know that like everyone is in this space, but I think the average, like there are some really scary statistics of if you look at mental health and being unhealthy physically and the levels of disconnectedness and how much time we spend on our phones, yet we don't feel like we are connected as humans. And at a young age, I identified that I knew I wanted to be successful and I couldn't figure out what that was. But I think really what I was doing is I was seeing what I didn't want and I knew that I was just meant for so much more. And that is what the not so average is all about. It's being able to identify traditional thoughts and ways of living and being able to deconstruct it and help that carry with you to challenge your own sets of beliefs and challenge how you think of the world so that you can move through your life and be extremely intentional with it and really step into your power and like be the creator of your own life. I think at my core, that is what I'm meant to do is be a like mirror for people to see themselves and maybe see things that they didn't even notice before that in turn helps them to live a life beyond what they thought was possible. Because I know for me, going through this work and taking these small shifts one by one, I've been able to like manifest shit that I never even thought was possible. And of course, we're always on a never-ending journey, but it's so incredible when you are able to look at the world and see the issues and start to make changes today so that years to come, you're able to reflect back and be like, whoa, I'm so glad I started. And that can be with anything. Started that relationship, started that um, move, taking those risks to move across the country like I did twice, quit your job. That was making you a lot of money like I did. I've taken a lot of risks in my life and a lot of things that were kind of like against the trajectory of kind of what society says. And I'm always thankful I've done it. And there's a lot of lessons that have come through the way, but like there is, and a lot of this is also capitalism. So we're going to get into the nitty gritty in different episodes, but at my core, like this shit lights me up and I can talk about it for hours. So this sounds like the perfect platform to do it. (laughs) And, you know, working with women for so long, I have talked to them about their lives and I was in a space where I was talking to women every day about their relationship to money and their lives. And it was so interesting constantly hearing how money was this thing they were chasing, but they were miserable. And so many people would, you know, chase the corporate ladder and climb it and make more money and spend more money as they're making it. And eventually come to this 
well, maybe not eventually. Some of them never do, but some people do find themselves in a crisis where they realized how unhappy they are, but now they feel trapped and they want to live a fulfilling life, whatever that looks like to them, and they don't know how to do it. And so I'm not a money coach and I'm not talking necessarily about money at all, but it was something that I was able to experience for over a year and a half talking to women every single day about this type of thing. And when I realized that that's when I started to lean into coaching myself because I'm like, oh my gosh, there's such a different way. And there's so many women that I wanted to help, but I didn't have the, honestly, the confidence in myself to feel like I could. And so working on myself over the years and really leaning into trying to build a podcast and brand and business that feels so in alignment and long-term was something that like did not come overnight. It's literally taken so many years to figure this out. But now we're here. This is the first episode of the Not So Average. I'm so fucking excited, guys. Like I literally am bubbling with excitement. So I cannot wait till you guys hear the coming episodes. They are hot fire flames and I'm just lit up. I'm so excited. So I hope you guys enjoyed learning about me. I hope that this gave some context of who I am, what lights me up, how I've gotten here, and what you can expect of the show moving forward. And I think that this show is going to find whoever it's meant to. And if you feel like someone in your life needs to hear this type of content, then I would so appreciate you sharing it and putting it on Instagram, tagging me. It's, I feel like the biggest way podcasts grow is through word of mouth. I know for me, that is how I get people to listen to the podcasts I love. And that is how I learn of other podcasts. So if you're willing to do that, I'd so appreciate it. And that's me. That's it, guys. That's the first episode. The next one will definitely be more informative and more of a different topic, but I felt like this was necessary to provide context on my story and my journey and what to expect of this episode or this podcast so that you can tune in each week and know a little bit of what you're going to get, but always leaving some room for surprises because I never want it to be too predictable because that would be really fucking boring because you know, we're not average here, you know? So with that, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And I really, really look forward to seeing you next week. So enjoy your week guys and happy hump day. I'll see you next Wednesday.